Okay, we begin, everyone, we, we begin, we begin our life. So, as I was just saying, the Lekavit um, Shabbos, as Avrami was saying, as everyone's saying Lekavit Shabbos, and I said, no, not Lekavit Shabbos, I, I want to explain what I meant. Everything is the honor of Shabbos. Um, so let me just explain what my thought is that um, the, the reason we say Lekavit Shabbos is because um, we, we, we want to we wanna wake up. We want to wake up. That's one of our goals in life is we want to wake up. As I say every Rosh Hashanah, as I've said for the last few years, we want to wake up before it's all over. Don't wake me up when it's all over. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Don't wake me up. Right, right, okay. Don't wait. You don't have to wake me up when it's all over. Because that's sometimes the way people live their life, is they're sleeping their entire life. And when I say sleeping, I don't mean they're physically sleeping. It means they're, they're, they're sleeping in the fact that they're not aware of the blessings of their life. They're not aware of the party as you guys are right now uh, enjoying. And that's why I was saying it's a regular morning. There is no regular morning. Any morning above ground is not a regular morning. Any day that a person has to say Modani, to thank Hashem, and to say that I'm alive. And the greatest line, I think, I mean, one of the greatest lines, or not lines, the greatest words of that line, Moda'ani, is Rabba Emunasecha. Rabba Emunasecha. Of course, to say thank you, Hashem. But Rabba Emunasecha means that Hashem throws us a party every morning. Hashem throws us a party every morning. He gives us beautiful skies. He gives us a breath to take. He gives us an opportunity to, to be alive. He gives us an opportunity to, to not only just be alive and to, and to work on ourselves, but He gives us an opportunity to eat and to, and to enjoy. And Rabba Munasecha, Rabba Munasecha, listen to this guys, what does Rabba Munasecha mean? Rabba Munasecha means great is your faith in me. Rabba Munasecha is great is your faith in me. I have a friend of mine. I actually met his uh, son this year. It was a very strange uh, encounter. A close friend of mine from childhood who one day didn't wake up. It was about five years ago. And he didn't wake up one morning. I have another friend who, whatever, I have a few friends, unfortunately, who have already passed away. But I have one friend, and he comes to mind right now, who, who didn't wake up in the morning. And uh, whatever happened, Hashem took him the night before. Whatever it is, you want to say heart attack, you want to say aneurysm. It's not heart attack, not aneurysm. It's, it's uh, the Malach HaMavas and Hashem. Hashem sent... Uh, the angel 
It was his time. So why am I saying that? Because here it's a beautiful Thursday morning. You're, you're, you're sharing. Uh, who, who did all this? Who arranged all this? For real? Shimon. 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 I want to tell you why, Shimon, listen to me. I want to tell you why. Because, because I want you guys to understand something about, about what you're doing. And what you're doing is this, is, this is beautiful, to have chocolate milk and to have rugelach and to have a little schnapps, to have some seltzer, to start off your day after some herring. Well, I didn't see any herring. Oh. Is there any gala over there? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But why is it? But, but I want to. I want to. I want to say something to you. You got to celebrate life. Rabbi Munasechet is you have to celebrate your life. As I said on the L Y L, love your lot. You have to love your lot. Loving your lot is loving your life. Waking up in the morning and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what I've done. A person doesn't matter. Do you hear how crazy that is? You hear Rabbah Munasechah that Hashem has so much love for us? Could you imagine how much love Hashem has for each and every one of us? How much belief Hashem has for each and every one of us that He wakes us up in the morning? He wakes us up in the morning and He wants one thing from us. All He wants from each and every one of us is to be thankful, to say modeh, to say thank you Hashem. I thank you, Hashem, for, for my life. And, and it's, it's so simple, but it's so forgotten, as the Masil Susharim says in the beginning. In the beginning, as we're actually up to, the Masil Susharim says so clearly in the beginning, is that the things that are so obvious to us are the things that we forget. The things that are so obvious, as we said yesterday, a person has challenges. You know how thankful we have to be that we have the challenges that we have? They say a story with uh, Rabbi Tversky Zatzal. I remember reading this many years ago. Or could be I heard it, I don't remember. I just remember this many years ago. I've said this over a few times. When Rabbi Tversky Zatzal said that he was once at the, uh, at the Kotel, at the Kotel, and he was there, and he asked an Altayid, he asked an old Jew, he says, give me a bracha. He says, give me a bracha. And this old Jew comes to him, this old Yushalmi Jew comes to him, and he gives him the bracha. Listen to the bracha that he gives him. He says, you should have a lot of, of daigas, you should have a lot of problems. And Rabbi Tversky said, I understand, I asked you for a bracha, I didn't ask you for a curse. Why are you telling me you should have a lot of problems, you should have a lot of worries? So Rabbi Tversky asked asked this Yid, and the Yid said to him, I'll tell you why. He says, because when you have a real, real, real problem, God forbid, if a person, Rahman al-Islam, goes to the doctor, and the doctor tells him, you're in big trouble, God forbid, when a person has a a real tragedy, a difficulty in his life. So what happens? He can't think about anything, and all he focuses 
is on that one massive thing that he's struggling with. But on a regular day, I got my traffic, I have my bills I gotta pay, I'm worried about this child, I'm worried about, right? I wanna make sure that I get enough herring, I wanna make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. What does that mean? It means the greatest gift, he says, the biggest bracha is to live a normal life, is to wake up in the morning and to have uh, worries about your future. Think about it, what are you worried about? You're worried about your future. Go speak to somebody else who, who's worried about the fact that he doesn't have a future. It's all the perspective that a person thinks about in life. That's why I was so inspired. I saw you guys walking as we're starting sheer. You guys were walking like you're, you're, you just discovered, you discovered like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a million dollars should this is greater than a million dollars. It's greater than a million dollars. You know why? Because if you don't think that people or a person who can make a million dollars, because there are people like this, you can make a million dollars and you have, a, you have a, a sad face, you want another million, you want another five million, whatever it is that you have, whatever it is that the person has, that he's always wants more and more and more. It's not about a million dollars. It's not about the success of life. It's about being able to wake up and to be able to smell the roses and for a person to be able to say to himself, look how blessed I am. Moda, thank you Hashem. Thank you for all the gifts of life. Thank you for everything. And, you, and, and it's something that a person, the more thankful you are, the more happy you are. The more a person realizes the gift of a regular Thursday. A regular Thursday, a regular Tuesday, a regular Friday, for sure, a Shabbos, a regular, regular, regular day. We want a regular day. We don't want to have a day that's a, that's a chas v'shalom, right? We're all waiting. Oh, I'm waiting for this thing to change your life. What are you waiting for? Ask yourself that question. What is a person waiting for to change his life? What does that mean to change my life? For a person to wake up, that he wakes up every morning to say, Rabba and Munasecha, is that my life is a gift. And I want to tell you something. We, we need to learn to wake up. And I mean that for real. I need Yeshena Velibi Er. I'm sleeping, but my heart is awake. I need Yeshena, they say, during the week, Velibi Er on Shabbos. Why? Because Shabbos is the time when a person realizes that there's a purpose in the world. I have a purpose in the world. I have, a, I, have, I have meaning to my life, as I've, as I've said. Purpose is the greatest, it's from Yossi Adler. Purpose is the greatest alarm clock. A person's purpose is the greatest alarm clock. It's not about physically sleeping, it's about mentally sleeping, it's about emotionally sleeping. It's about spiritually sleeping. And the only way for a person to, the only way for a person to wake up is for a person to first realize that he's sleeping. First you have to realize that you're sleeping in order when you, when you have a dream, you think you're, you're awake, you think you're all okay. When a person's dreaming, when a person's sleeping, he doesn't know the difference. But for a person to realize, I want to love more. I want to feel more. I want to connect more. I want to be more alive. I want to be more awake. I want to be awake 
in, in my feelings, in my relationships, in my, in my ruchmias, in whatever it is. And when I say awake, we can talk about that also. That's why we learn the Hilchas Lashon Hara. We learn the Hilchas Lashon Hara is because we don't want to live our life with negativity. We don't want to live our life with, with judging people. We don't want to live our life with not mode'ani, thank you Hashem. Right? If a person would be thankful, the more thankful a person can be, the more a person can be aware of all of his gifts, he wouldn't be able to see anything negative. He would love everything that goes on. He would love everything. He would be so thankful. He'd be, he'd be, he would be, he'd be jumping for joy as much as he can. And, and, and again, it's hard. It's hard for us sometimes to, to, to think like that. Why? Because we have a Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah wants us to think negative. And the Yetzirah wants us to be jealous. And the Yetzirah wants us to, have, to be down on ourselves that we have tithes. And we, have, we fall. And we fall sometimes to our tithes. And we fall to our laziness sometimes. And we give in. But the way for a person to battle and to wake himself up is to, is, to, is to be aware of the gift of life, to be aware of the gift of today, to be aware of, of how, how blessed each and every one of us are. I was so inspired. I, I, I have to say, I was so, so inspired by, by um, Rafi Rosenberg's father, Mr. Rosenberg. I, I don't know him. I guess I, I must have a, a connection to him. Last night... As I was coming in from Ariv to at the end of Night Seder, so Rafi was. I, I saw Rafi over here by the uh, by the dorms. As I was walking through, I said hi, Rafi. And then I noticed he's on his phone. So I said, okay, whatever. He says, no, I'm I'm talking to my father. I said, can I talk to your father? I want to give him nachas about how amazing you are. And then he says, sure. So I took the phone, and his father tells me, I could, I'm almost blown away, and I and. Uh, Mom was blown away. His father said, "Oh, nice to meet you on the phone." And he says he listens to this shear. He listens to this shear. He says, "I wake up at six o'clock in the morning, and I wake up and I listen to this shear." And Baruch Hashem, it's, it's changed his life. I don't know if the, those are the exact words. I think that's what he said. That it's helping his life. And I said to myself, "Here's a man, right?" And we speak about this all the time. He's not 18 years old. His son is in yeshiva. Here's a man, a grown man, a grown man who wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning to listen to what? And why does he listen? I said, we're all in this together. That's what I told him. I said, we're all in this together. I'm the same. I'm just like everybody here. I'm just like every person. Every person, each and every one of us, makes a decision when you wake up in the morning. And it's our decision. That's what's so crazy. That's called being awake. Being awake is that you... Are making first. I just want to give a, a yashakoach to Mr. Rosenberg. I want to give him a big look. Well, probably, I assume when he hears this year, he's going to be like, "Oh my gosh!" And he should be, "Oh my gosh!" And you get all the credit that nobody knows. That's why on the sweatshirts, what does it say? It says, "Work, work in silence." That's called working in silence. Nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody knows what. That what? What does it say? Now what? In in silence, you praise Hashem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. 
Yes. Okay. Go ahead. What the shot is, is that is that you're 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 being awake and you're recognizing what life is about is very, very personal. Nobody knows if you're awake. I mean people can tell if a person is uh, how a person functions and how a person lives his life, but it's very, very personal when a person walks around and he's thankful. It's very, very personal when a person is doing things in his life to, to you know, I speak, Emir Tashem, today we have the Shalom Bayis at 12.40, we talk about relationships, our relationship with our wife, and one of the biggest things I say, and this is very, very powerful, for, for especially those who are married, you'll totally uh, get this, and for those who are not, uh, asterisk this and, and remember this, but it's the same thing that we talk about all the time. You're loving your wife, has nothing to do, now of course, you, you, you want to express your love to your wife. Yeah, you have to. You have to show love to everyone you love. You want to show love. But the greatest love that a person has for someone is in their heart. When a person stops in the middle of the day and a person goes, oh my gosh, wherever you are, my wife, or you, you, you think about her, and you bring the love within your own heart, that's loving somebody. Yes, of course, there are five love languages. But the point is, and it's the same with Hashem, what's in your heart, Rachmana Liba Boy. It's not about your actions. Of course, our actions show love. But what's in my heart, if a person walks around and he says, you know what? Hashem, I love you so much. Hashem, I love you. Even if you don't say anything. But in your heart, you're like, the gift of life, I'm so blessed to be alive. Thank you. A person could go do the craziest thing the night before. A person could do the craziest thing an hour before. A week before. A person could go ahead and live a certain life. And what does Hashem do? He says, I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another chance. I'll give you another pass. Another chance. And another chance. And another chance. Why? Because He loves us. Because he wants us. He wants us to succeed. We're the ones who don't want ourselves to succeed. The Yetzirah is the one who comes in and says, Nah, come on. You can't do this. You can't do that. You'll never be able to do this. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. Look at this situation. Look what you've done before. Look what you can't do. No, no, no. And when a person wakes up in the morning... And a person tries, that's the key. A person tries, and it's something that you have to do every day. It's not something that happens. That's why I was inspired by Mr. Rosenberg. Saying every day when you're an adult, and I, and I, and I share this with myself to all of you here, I, I can tell you, if I don't push my positive thoughts to this day, I was with, when me and Yitzi come together, Yitzi shares, right? I used to do this with, with Yitzi, with, uh, with Yitzi Weinstein. That's where it started. I used to do this where I would leave him a voice note of, of gratitude, of being thankful every morning, and he would leave it for me. I'm telling you, get a partner to do this with. It's a, it's a, it's a small, small little thing that you do that will change your morning. It'll change 
your life. It's one of the reasons we wake up in the morning and we say, we say, we start off with positivity because if otherwise there's a default, you wake up in the morning and you get bombarded in your brain with, I didn't sleep enough, what's with this guy, some, wow, 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 what, what, how am I going to pay this bill, how am I going to do this, What's with this? I did this thing wrong. I feel guilty about this. I feel that. All the negative thoughts go ahead and they bombard each and every one of us. And if you don't, if a person doesn't strengthen himself, if a person doesn't strengthen himself to say moda, to say thank you for this and thank you and thank you and thank you and doesn't have gratitude, happy people are not thankful. People who are thankful are happy. You're, you're, don't wait to become happy. Happiness doesn't just fall. Of course, Nasata Simcha Balibi, Hashem gives us everything. But a person has to work on happiness. A person has to work on being positive. A person has to work on, on being a, 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 a thankful person. You hear that? You have to work on being thankful. A person has to work and, 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 and stud, right? You're going ahead, you guys, how long did it take you to, to pick up this stuff? 15 minutes, 20 minutes? You needed a plan, right? Shimon, you needed a plan, you with me? You needed a plan. You needed some cash. You provided the cash? You needed a car. You needed somebody to think about it. And what was a what? Right, and you guys are all smiling. Shimon, I need a smile from you. There you go. Got a smile, there you go. And everyone's smiling, why are you smiling? Why? Can I tell you why? Shimon, you want to hear why? I'll tell you guys why. Not because of the rugalach, not because of the rugalach, and it's not because of the schnapps, it's not because of the herring. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this to you. That's not why you're smiling. You know why you're smiling? You know why you're happy? Because you took 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of your starting of your day to, to celebrate. To celebrate. To say, there's a reason to celebrate my life. And that's why I said, it's a regular day. You know why it's a regular day? Because there is no regular day. There's no regular day. And when you begin to live your life like that, when a person begins to live his life, and you don't have to be a big, uh, you know, Buddhist. You don't have to be a big, you know, uh, yoga guy. All those things might help a little bit to do a little yoga, to do a little breathing, to learn how to be mindful. But it begins when a person learns every day, learns every day, learns every day how to be thankful, how to be mindful, how to take a step back and say, Thank you, Hashem. I have a purpose in my life. I'm here for a reason. And if I didn't figure out my reason, I'm going to figure out my reason. I'll figure out why I'm here. I'm going to figure it out. That's why I'm here. I'm here to figure out my purpose in life. I'm here to figure out. And like we say, one of the purposes of life for everybody, one of the purposes of life for everyone, you want to hear this? One of the purposes of life for everyone is to figure out your purpose in life. The world doesn't want us to think like that. The world wants us to be dead. That's what the world wants. The world wants us to be busy and busy and busy that we don't, that we don't talk like this, that we don't think like this, 
The world wants us to be so busy that you run out of your house and you don't get a chance to tell your wife, I love you, have a wonderful day. To be able to go over to your children and to say, I love you, have a wonderful day, you're great, have, a, have an awesome day. Thank you, Hashem, for, for, for my wonderful family. Thank you, Hashem, for my life. The world wants us to be too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy living my life to be thankful. I'm too busy living my life to, to right? I'm too busy making a living to live. That's the world we live in. I'm too busy that I got to make a living. I got to I gotta get up. I got to go. I got this. Then I can't go ahead and look around and say, wow, holy mackerel. This is incredible. Look where I am. Look where I am. Look what I'm doing. Look at the gifts I have. Look how blessed I am. And the more a person does that. You know, I look at them. I, 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 I'm not, I'm apologizing, but I'm, because I, I don't want to make Rabbi Alexander feel comfortable. And, and I want him to keep on coming because I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I mention him almost every day. And I'll tell you why it's so powerful when someone like Rabbi Alexander is sitting in the chair. I don't think you guys understand. That's why Mr. Rosenberg telling me that he listens to the sheer in the morning is so inspiring to me. It's so inspiring to me. Because you guys are so young. You guys are so young. You, you, you have your whole entire life in front of you with the help of Hashem. You want to be happy? You'll be happy. You got to work on being happy. We worry. When you're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, you worry and you worry and you worry and you worry and you worry. I'm telling you, there's nothing to worry about. You have nothing to worry about. All you have is excitement about how you could create your life. How you could, if Rabbi Alexander, who's a great grandfather, do you guys understand what that means? Shalom be to be a great grandfather. Mamish. It's not a zelo, as they say in Hebrew, it's not a move on, may love. It's not, don't take it for granted. Say, yeah, okay, I'll be a great father. You don't know, if you, you don't know what you'll be. A person doesn't know how long he's going to live. How does a person know how long he's going to live? You have no idea. I've said that many times. A guy who's 20 says, I got time. I'm, I'm, I'm younger than a 40-year-old. Maybe you're younger. Maybe you're older than a 40-year-old because the 40-year-old will live till 80 and you're going to live till 60, 58. So he's, he's got more years than you. You have no idea how long you're going to live. And you're worried about your future. I think they say that the tzaddikim say a person's worried. He says, "Oh, I'm worried about. I'm worried about. Uh, you know, how I'm going to make money for next month, for next, for next this. Or the, how you know you're going to live? You know you're going to live next month. That you're not worried about. That you're not worried about. That you're not worried about. And a person says, ah, nah, nah. That's different. That's different. I don't know. We don't. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. So you have a person like Rabbi Alexander." You have a person who's, who's, who's a quote-unquote a retired man. Quote, he's not retired. You could be 18 years old and you're retired. You could be 18 years old and you're, and you're, and you're older than Rabbi Alexander who's, who's working on himself, who wants to change, who wants to grow, who wants to look at life and wants to be alive. That's what being alive is. Being alive doesn't mean you're breathing being alive is that you're a person who, 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 who taps into life. 
You're a person who, who, who is appreciative of life. And, and I want to say something, because a person could say, oh my goodness, I'm so upset at myself, I'm so negative that I don't appreciate life. Here we're talking about appreciating life and appreciating life. I don't appreciate life. Okay, that's, that's why we're talking about it. I don't appreciate life either. I don't. I don't appreciate life as much as I'd like to appreciate life. And that's okay. That's why we're here. That's why we're here growing together. I'm not as positive as I want to be. I'm not as thankful as I, as I want to be. I want it, I want it to be more deeper and deeper and more, and more. There's nothing to be upset about. There's nothing to be upset about if you don't appreciate life. There's nothing to be upset about if you're negative. There's nothing to be upset about. The, the exact opposite. Thank God I'm here in this world, and that's what my, that's what my life is here to do. I'm here in this world, like we said yesterday, to change myself, to fix myself, to heal myself, to work on myself. That's why we're here. We're here to have problems. We're here to have challenges. I'm here to have difficulties. That's why I'm here on this world. We're here to look at somebody negative and to see negativity. You know why? Because Hashem wants us to work on ourselves and He wants us to become better. We say that's why a, a child has a bris milah on the eighth day. You start off your life on your eighth day and you're already, we're already fixing the child. What's the problem? So the Chazal say that that's why. Because we're trying to show what life is about. Life, people get upset when they have a bad day. People get upset. We all do. We all get upset when we're not where we're supposed to be. That's, that's, but that is exactly the whole gift and the whole point of life. And when a person begins to look at life like that, and I'll end off as we'll say a halacha in Chavetz Chaim, and I'd love to hear questions and comments. But I just want to say something. When a person goes ahead and he, and he, and he wakes up, or a person, let's say, starts off his day, or a person whenever it is, and he says, I have, I, I feel bad about something that I've done, or a person feels bad about where he is in life, and he, and he, and he wants to be somewhere else. The, the first step for a person to try and do, and I know it sounds so counterintuitive, the first thing, as we, we said yesterday, we spoke about this, if a person is able to take a step back, a person is able to say, you know what, maybe this is exactly what Hashem gave me for me, to help me. If a person has a very hard relationship with his mother, with his father, a person has a difficult relationship with, with a roommate, a person has a difficult relationship with his spouse, a person has, has a, a challenge with money, whatever it might be, a person has difficulties in anything in life, mm-hmm. what happens is we get, we get, we get trapped and we get controlled by whatever it might be as opposed to taking a step back and saying, wait, wait, one second. Maybe this thing that I think is my biggest enemy, maybe this thing that I think is my biggest problem is actually my ticket to wake me up and my ticket to help change me and help make me, create me to be the person who I really truly want to be. Maybe this exact thing that bothers me. Maybe this exact thing that I think is my ticket to, 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 to H-E-L-L is actually my ticket to heaven. Maybe this thing that I think is pulling me down 
and is, and is destroying me. Maybe that very thing is the thing that if I, if I learn how to deal with it properly, if I learn how to accept it, how to understand it, maybe that very thing is the greatest gift of my life. And when a person begins to look at things like that, oh, Zach's back with his breakfast. I love it, Zach. Back and back. Back and back. Back and back. I love it. With a smile. See, you like this. See, someone said to me, maybe it's from you. Someone told me, Shlaimi Tesher. Hachassan. Shlaimi Tesher is a Hachassan. Mazeltov. Yeah. Mazeltov. Shlaimi Tesher. He's the one who said, we, we learn in this yeshiva two daf a day. We learn one blot about ourselves and we learn another blot of Torah. Same it's the same daf. Beautiful, Yonah. Exactly. You can't have one without the other. Beautiful. So, so Tzvi, he was telling Rabbi Tzvi, he was telling me, and this is what he said. I said, I said, Shlaimi, you, you made it. You did it. He became, he was, he's a chassan. He made it. Something that he worked on himself. Anyone who knows Shlaimi uh, works on himself and works on himself. He's been working on himself for years and years and years and years. And I was so proud of him. I spoke to him yesterday. And he says, says Rebbe, you know what it is? When you stay in your lane and you do what you're supposed to do, you stay in your lane, he says, you end up at your destination. You end up at your destination. The problem is, when people, when people what? The what? Exactly. Very good, Zach. You cut out the distractions. And you know what the biggest distraction is? This is the irony. The biggest distraction, the biggest distraction is, is the fact is the fact that I think that I could just snap my fingers and I think that I could just go ahead and say, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. No, stay, stay. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is keep your main thing to be your main thing. What is your main thing? What is your main thing? Whatever that might be. And when you keep that right in front of you, and when you keep that right in front of you, and you say every day, I'm going to work. If you want to be happy, and you keep that as your main thing, I want to be happy. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to give in to this desire. I don't want to give in to that desire. I want to stop being lazy. I want to be a positive person. You keep that the main thing, you will arrive at your destination. The biggest problem is our distraction of, oh, I forgot what your main thing is. Anyone who's married in yeshiva here for the first couple of years, well, it could be able to continue. You know, uh, you know, Yehuda Mattel, I think you're Yehuda, what, you're the first, or you're the, uh, yeah, Yehuda Mattel, I would say. How long are you married, Baruch Shem Yehuda? How many? Three and a half. Three and a half. Nine hundred. So Yehuda, I don't know, because you're still young in your marriage. We're all young in, your ma- in our marriages. I don't think I say it to you anymore. But I can just tell you, when, when, when someone from the yeshiva gets married, and Baruch Hashem knows the hashkafa of a Jew and of us in life, and that is your marriage is everything. Your relationship with your wife. Mr. Hashem will talk about it today during Shalom Hayas Shir. Sorry, Ari, I said this all last year. And our relationship, building the relationship 
with our wife. I always ask a chassid, ask Nassim Mormon, who just got married. There's one thing I ask him all the time when I see him. What do I ask him? How is your main thing? The main thing is to keep the main thing your main thing. What does that mean? That's the most important thing in your life. And when you think in those terms, and you're able to think in those terms, and you're able to say, you know what? Maybe my main thing in my life is I gotta become a more positive person. Maybe that's what I gotta do. Maybe I gotta go to therapy. Maybe I gotta stop drinking. Maybe I gotta stop escaping. Maybe I gotta learn Torah more. Maybe I gotta go ahead and have work on the relationship with my mother. Maybe I gotta work on the relationship with my father. Maybe I gotta figure out that why do I walk into my room every day? I walk into my room and I'm hating on my roommate every day. That's a problem that you have. You, that's your problem. That's not, you don't have a problem with your roommate. You have a problem. If you can walk into a place or you can have a relationship with someone, I'm saying this, and it's hard for all of us to hear, because I have, I, I have the same thing. If you have a relationship with someone that is constantly the same thing, over and over and over, and it wrecks you, as I've said many times, it's not about forgiving. It's not about letting the person off the hook. It's not about letting somebody off the hook. It's about taking the hook out of your heart. If you can hate someone for many years, and you can go ahead, and I'm not saying that people don't have trauma. I'm not saying that people don't have challenges. I'm not take, saying that it doesn't take years for a person to get the hook out of his heart. But to realize that the hook is in your heart, that's the problem. It's not, it's not, it's you, but Right, it's not the other person. Well, well, the other person, you know, you gotta, you gotta hug and kiss the other person. You know why? Because when you hate someone, and you look at someone, and you, you that's why we learn Hilchah Slashadara. When you look at someone, and someone is negative in your eyes, and it's constantly you're like, oh, I can't deal with this guy, I can't stand this guy. Hug and kiss, I mean, you're not gonna hug and kiss him, but if you begin to hug and kiss him, and you say, thank you so much for opening up my eyes to what I got to do in my life. When you wake up in the morning and you're negative or you have a, a, a taiva that you keep on giving into, you got to say, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Hashem. Thank you, now I know exactly what I got to work on. Thank you, Hashem, for this problem. I have this problem. This is why I'm put on this planet. This is why I'm on this world. I just figured out my purpose. You could be dancing. Oh my gosh, I have, right? A guy goes, a guy goes ahead and he realizes, I have a problem. I have a real problem. That, celebrate. Bring out the, the herring and the kichel and the schnapps. You know why? Because you now realize why you're put on this world. That's one of the reasons you're on this world. You're put on this world to deal with this. That's why you're here. So what are you upset about? What, uh, what else? Oh, no, I want to be, right? We live, the world, talk about brainwashing. I love it. I love when people talk about brainwashing. They get all nervous, brainwashing. But what? And the world doesn't brainwash us? The world hasn't brainwashed us to tell us, you know what? I want to I say something. You know what? You know what the world brainwashes us, telling us? Telling us that, it, you it, know what it is? If you have no problems and you're all okay, that's what life's about. That's okay. The world's allowed to do that. But for me to say that, or for a person to say, you know what? Having a problem, having a problem 
celebrate a problem. That's what life is truly about. That's what life is truly about. I have a problem. What's wrong? People are afraid. You realize how crazy it is? And you know what? Secrets keep us sick. And people who suffer silently, they suffer inside because they either have their addictions or they have their, their, their laziness or they have whatever they have. It doesn't matter. And they can't work on themselves. You know why? Because they're embarrassed to say one thing. They're embarrassed to say one thing. I have a problem. I have a problem. They'd be willing to throw their whole life away as opposed to going ahead and facing themselves saying, and you know what? I love my problem. I love, I was listening, someone sent to me yesterday this thing, I didn't hear the whole TED talk. Someone sent me, I just heard the beginning of it. I gotta, I gotta hear it, they sent it to me. But I wasn't surprised. This woman's talking about stress. And she gets up there and says, how many people stress and you hate stress and stress is this. And what does she say? What does she say? And I said, yeah, okay, she, she, she probably came to Missoula. She probably heard this from, from us over here. So you got to love. She said, you got to start loving your stress. Stop fighting your stress. Stop fighting it. We fight reality. We fight what is. And when you fight what is, you lose 100% of the time. And Rabbi Alexander can tell us. And those a little bit older can tell us. Things, I could say it. I could even say it. Things don't go away. Things don't just go away. Things don't leave you. If you don't work at it. If you don't focus on it. If you don't keep it the main thing. If you don't slowly, and it could take you years. It could take you five years. It could take you ten years. People say, oh, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. How long do you think it takes to be happy? It could take every day to be happy. <laughs> Something you got to work on. How long does it take for a person to, to not have anxiety? It could take you a long time to work on different tools, but you keep that the main thing in your life. Okay, yeah, Shlomo and Rabbi Erbuch. Um, I wanted to say regarding the anger. Shlomo, I'm excited. Don't think that I didn't mention you that I'm not excited to hear what you have to say, Shlomo. Thank you. Shlomo Wilbur, everyone. Shlomo, Shlomo, come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, wow. It's 42 um, minutes already. Time flies when you're having fun. Wow. Yeah. Um, See what this kid is did, guys? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, go. Regarding the anger. Yeah. Right. Sometimes, like, it's not like you could either like look at it like like oh no like I have this problem, but, but or you look at it like like now I found it out sooner, not the sooner I can start working on it, and I now I labeled it that. I have right. A right. Yeah. Wow, that's slow. Right. And how how old are you, Shoma? You're thirty-eight. Um, forty-two. Forty-two, right? How old are you, Shoma? Eighteen. Eighteen. You hear that? Eighteen. When I was eighteen, I wasn't thinking like that. I'm serious. I was 18, right? I, we didn't talk about these things when we were 18, right? What did we talk about when we were... I mean, Alexander, they spoke, what did they tell, talk about when you were 18? What? The World Series. The World Series. Very good. <laughs> yeah, Rabbi C. Yeah, Rabbi C. Uh, I said, by nature, I'm not a happy, chill person. Wow. This 
something I worked on myself, and, and, it, and it reminded me that there was a shalashudas in the show that we get together every week, that, uh, that there was a guy that brought out a little uh, garinim, little seeds, and he was giving out. Then in the middle, he just took the bag, crumbled it, and put it inside his pocket, inside his bag, took it away. And this was a person that lived by me, and I was getting really annoyed. I was like, you're, you're knitting us on garinim? Like, you come into my fridge, you take whatever you want. So, so I told him, I said, you know, you should work on yourself on giving more. And he said, you know how hard it was for me to give what I gave? And I was like, wow, I, you're right. I don't, we don't hop. When we see a guy happy, we think it's like a given. When we see this one, but each one works his own demons, his own level in life. And the, the other night I did a, in, in Likute Ma'aran, um, the Torah Nun Aleph, Rabariya Nun Aleph, and it talks about Sheker, how when Hashem created the world, in order for Tahara to exist, for purity to exist, it has to come with the balance of Tumah. I was telling today in the car, the guys we were talking about in Misa that happened, that for a person to reach greatness, for a Shashiva to be a Shashiva, he has to have a certain gaiva, but he has to tap it into a good place. For a person to be a big therapist, he has to have the kayach of manipulation, but he has to use it for a good, for a good way. Everything has a balance, and it's our job to, to use it for the right way, meaning it's not when someone that's great falls, I don't look at it as, I can't believe what happened. I understand it. His greatness sits on the same, right? The taiva for women sits on the same taiva for taira. And it's up, it's, it's, it's up to us to go in the right direction. And Rav Nachman says over there that when Mashiach's going to come, there won't be the ability for Gairim to become Gairim. Because it will, it will be all light. It will be so clear that it won't be like, oh, wow, you want to now come and switch to our side. So, so that's what Rebbe's saying. Our job in life is to have those challenges. That's what's going to make us Jordan. That's what's going to make us uh, become better parents when it's hard and you don't do it. When you white knuckle and you get through it. So Sure, we'll give you a few minutes to think of something. Hey, That the thr- my thrill, the thrill of life is being up, just being up. But I've, I realize that the thrill in life is getting up. So the truth of the matter is, I uh, I'm just saying that it's a work in process, and and a person has to realize no matter how old you are, you're still always going to be uh, trying to find the right thing to do in life.
It's a blessing. Well, I want to tell everyone. Yeah, I just want to just say, and then Yehuda will. I want to hear what you have to say. Is that uh, it's it's the blessing is that we all that uh, like I was telling Mr. Rosenberg last night. You know, the blessing is that we're all we're all in the same boat. Whether you're 18, whether you're 30, whether you're 50, whether you're 70. God willing, when, when, when you're 195 years old, it's the same exact avoda. It's the same exact thing. And that is like Rabbi, what Rabbi Erblich is saying, what Rabbi Tzvi is saying. What we're saying is, it's not about achieving and reaching a, a, a place. God willing, you'll, you'll, you'll have the time to reach the place after 120. It's about searching and it's about understanding it's about working on yourself you know when you're 18 19 20 as you're in in yeshiva here you think like okay so my goal is to what my future goal is to what the greatest thing you can learn from this all of this is to see a rabbi erbluch at 53 saying what he's saying to see a rabbi alexander Sitting in this shear. I don't think you guys understand what that means. To, see, to hear Rabbi Tzvi publicly say, I am a down person by nature. And I work on myself. And I could share the same thing. People say, oh, Rabbi Tzvi, positive. I'm a, ask, ask my friends. Ask, ask, ask Rabbi Tawil. Ask people who know me deep down, who know me. I'm, I'm naturally a critical most negative person you can imagine. That's why I talk so much about being positive, because I need to work on myself, and I've worked on myself, and I work on myself every day to be positive, because it's the one day that I don't work on myself being positive, I could burn up the whole entire world. I burn up myself inside from my anger, from my criticism. I have, I, 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 I've worked in IFS, anyone who knows anything IFS, a part. I have one of my strongest parts that I have is my critical negative part. I can't get him to be quiet. You know what I started to do to him? I started loving him. I started accepting him and realizing that that's okay. Nussin, I was speaking about you before Nussin. I'll ask Nussin right now. We didn't rehearse this. When I say to you, it's fine. I'm not worried about you, Nussin. Say to you, Nussin, how's the main thing? What am I talking about? Marriage. Marriage. I just spoke about you. How's the main thing? He says marriage. Because he knows one thing. One thing. One thing he knows. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And he knows what his main thing is. That's why he's smiling. That's why he's smiling. And he's learning well. And he's doing well. But when you keep the main thing the main thing, and you say that my, and, and I can say this about myself. I can say this about myself. When I keep my main thing, when I wake up in the morning, and I, and I try as best I can. I, I listen to affirmations. Why do I listen to affirmations? I listen to affirmations. I try every day or I say to myself, if I, if I can't listen at that time, for whatever reason, I try and say to myself positive thoughts. Try, why? Because I know that my life is short. And I know that today is my life. What's affirmations? What? What's affirmations? No, you know, affirmations are positive thoughts that I feed myself with. I am wonderful, I am happy, 
I am positive, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'll share with you those affirmations. I'll share with you. Why? Because what happens is, instead, what's in your brain? What else is in your brain? I'm this, I'm this, he's that, he's that, he's that, he's that, this one's this, the world, look what happened to this one, okay? And the news, I just want to say this, if there's one thing we learn from the current events, is news, and I'm including from news, I'm saying this publicly, and I'm proud to say this, from news is so, 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 so dangerous. It's better to sit and watch basketball and watch NFL and watch all that. Talk about all LeBron James and talk about, uh, um, I don't know, who else? Aaron Rodgers, right? Talk about, I don't know, help me out over here. Talk about all the sports people. Waste your time. Don't talk about anything else that you're hearing from the from news outlets. It's mostly Lush and Hara, it's mostly Sheker, and it's a waste of a person's time and his life, and all it does is take you away from reality. And if authentic, thank you. Thank you. And authentic, if authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, comes from one's connection to reality. Then the news, and I'm talking about Dafka from news. I'm not talking about the daily news. I'm not talking about that. That's dumb. That's dumb craziness. I'm talking about from news. You're way, I'm telling you, it's the, it could be from the biggest. I'm not, I'm not a gadol. I'm not a tzaddik. I'm not anything to say this. But it could be that that's the biggest. That's the, that we know, like Asaph always shows it's kosher. It's kosher. It's kosher. It's kosher. It's not kosher. It's treif. It's a pig. It's treif. Because you think, oh, this is what I saw, this is what I heard, this is this. It kills people, literally. It destroys people. It destroys a, per- a person. It destroys a person. When I can... One, one second, just because his hand was up. I'm sorry, Abiel. Yeah. Jack and you, yeah. This ties into like a bunch of what we were just saying with uh, finding the main thing and with what Reverend was just saying about distractions. Um, basically, if you look at your time in a day, like it's a how you spend it is what you're focusing on. Mm. So even if you don't actually know, like, okay, so what do I need to do today? If you're just focused on, okay, I need to work out, I need to talk to this person, I need to talk to that person, the rest of the day will make itself, it'll work itself out. But when you put out the distractions, right. or at least you stop focusing on it as the main, as right. the main part of your day, right. um, you realize that you have a lot more that you can actually do. It helps you. Know the, when I have a problem or something that I'm struggling with, 
Mm -hmm. When I can know when I need to flow with it and accept it and love it, and mm -hmm. this is who I am, and naturally mm -hmm. it will pass in the future. Mm -hmm. And when I need to, to say no, it's nothing, and I need to come to come over about it. Like when I know what. <clears throat> so the first, like we've been speaking, it's a great question. First of all, welcome Aviel. Aviel came to Yeshiva. I just want to know. I want, to, I, I, I want you. We don't even know how big the clap is. Aviel was learning in uh, a very chashav yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. Learning in one of the chashav chashav yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, and and Aviel decided on his own, going against the natural flow of his culture, of what people are going to think, what people are going to say, because he's looking to find himself, and he's looking to be honest with himself, and he's looking to be true to himself, and to that alone, that alone is something that is so inspiring. At eight, how old are you? 18 years old. One of the biggest challenges, the Masil Sharm says, for all of us, and one of the reasons we don't grow in life is because of peer pressure. That includes adults also. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't differentiate between age of that people are going to not do things because of what other people are going to say. And we all know when a person's 18 years old, 19 years old, 17, 18, 19 years old, it's even more strong what other people are going to say. So the fact that you're sitting here in Masil's Yesharim, sitting here having that conversation, asking that question, is, is what it's about. So thank you, Anya. And to answer, and just to answer your question in, in just quickly, we've been speaking about this, but right, Aviel's question is, so when do you know when to fix your problem and to, and to white knuckle, as we, the word we use, and to work on your problem? And when do you, uh, when do you uh, learn to accept it and... Right, so again, I, 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 think, I think our, I think most people, first of all, you have to know yourself. The most important thing, as Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, it's not about knowing God, it's not about knowing God and believing in yourself. It's not what life is about. People think, I've got to understand God, I have to understand Hashem, and believe in yourself. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, it's the exact opposite. We believe in God, and we know ourselves. Rabbi Yisrael also says a person can live in this world for 70, 80 years and never get to know himself. You'll never get to know yourself. That's what Rabbi Yisrael said 200 years ago. Could you imagine with the distractions that we have? I think, especially in this environment, you're motivated. You wouldn't be here if you weren't motivated. Anybody sitting here would not be sitting here. Anyone listening to this year is already motivated to make the changes. The most important thing is to understand, to understand who you are, to understand yourself, to listen to yourself. Like I always say, Chanoch Lenar Al Pi Darko. People ask me questions about their children. What do I do? I say, Chanoch Lenar, why does it say Al Pi Darko? It's my, my upshot that I made up myself. I think it's Pash upshot in the Pasuk. Chanoch Lenar, be Machanach, a person Al Pi Darko. Why does it say Al Pi Darko? Say, Chanoch Lenar Al Darko. What's Alpidarko? Listen to what the child tells you. Because the child knows himself. We all know ourselves. We all know who we are. We know what we struggle with. We know what our shortcomings are. We just need to spend the time understanding it. 
and, and listening to it and not beating ourselves up. You know, there's sinas chinam, rachmal etzlan. Hopefully, there probably isn't any more. There's been sinas chinam, emirtashem, where there's, everyone loves each other more and more every day. But the concept of sinas chinam is if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. It's never the enemy outside. It's always the enemy inside. Whether it's the Jewish people versus the Goyim, it's never Hamas. Hamas is not the problem. Hamas is never the problem. It's us. We're the problem. Loi echad bilvad, Ahmad Aleinu, the Belzerov says. The loi echad bilvad, Ahmad Aleinu, lechaloseinu. The fact that we're not ba'achtus, that destroys us. And I say that on a microcosmic level as well. When I don't have shalom ba'atzamai, when I don't have synergy within myself, when I don't love myself, when I don't work with myself, then I destroy myself. And I become my own enemy. I, don't worry about the motivation. The motivation's there. We naturally want to change. We naturally want to grow. It's about working with ourselves and not fighting ourselves. Okay, wow. Unbelievable. We didn't even do a halacha, but I think we're... Uh, where Yehuda, someone else had a question. I want to lose the question. Yeah? And then we'll wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yes. 
Beautiful. Amazing. You heard it. Go ahead. And I, I just want to switch a word that you use, and we could, uh, we could uh, bang this out later also, as Yehuda, someone who's been sitting in Masil Sharm for over six years, Kenai Nari's married with children, he's successful, Bliyayin Haram will continue, as long as you keep on doing what you're saying, Yehuda. Bez Hashem, with the help of Hashem. I, I wouldn't use the word fight, I don't think it's fight. I think I, I would use the word that you're, you're trying to understand. And you're trying to understand what's going on. You know, when we have a, a problem with our spouse and we quote-unquote fight, we don't fight. When you fight, you're not, you're not, you're not listening to the person. You're, not, you're fighting. It's not about fighting. It's about, I want to understand your perspective. I want to understand myself. People get scared of that. People get scared of that. But like Yehuda's saying, if you never ask those questions and you're afraid to be honest. That's one of the, the biggest things that I think people can suffer. Yeah? I'm saying that's the problem now in this Western culture. Yeah. It's all emotions. And you can't have an honest Correct. You can't have a... People are afraid. Correct. People... Right. Correct. People... People instead of... And I, and I, and I want to say something. One of the hardest things and one of the things I think is the most dangerous things is denial. Denial is you don't even know I am... Rasha Tevis, don't even know I am lying. You know what that means? That means that you can... And I've said this story many times. The greatest thing you could do... I had this the other day with somebody. I had this the other day with somebody. It was very uncomfortable for me. I was sitting at a table eating with someone and they were blowing their nose. I'll tell you what happened. I was, I was somewhere. They were blowing their nose. And after they were blowing their nose... They had a cold, whatever it is. They left their tissues around. There are a lot of people sitting around, right? Imagine you're at a wedding, you're at a bar mitzvah somewhere, and someone's blowing their nose, and he was putting just the, the tissues around the, you know, his plate. And I was sitting there saying, like, it's a little bit, you know, he's a younger guy, someone who I'm close with, and I'm going back and forth. Say something, don't say something. I said to myself, you know what? I, 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 someone might be uncomfortable if someone's blowing their nose and putting the <coughs> tissues right in front of them. Put it in your pocket, whatever it is. And he came to speak to me about something. And I, and I had a little bit nervousness because I didn't want to hurt him, offend him. I don't know how long he's doing this. I said to myself, I care about this guy. So I said, I just want to tell you, it could be when you do that. I did it in a very sensitive way. Some people might be a little bit, whatever it is. And he, he smiled and he, he was a little bit uncomfortable because I, I called him out on something. But he was so thankful, and this is what I told him. I told him the story. I've said this here before, that there's a very, I was at a, I was at a Kiddush many years ago in the five towns, and there was a very, very, very wealthy guy. I, th- I don't even know if it was his Kiddush. He was walking around, of course, like the star of the show, and he's walking around, Kachabas to this one. Uh, and I noticed that his, pardon that I'm saying it, over here, but it's a, a great story. His zipper was open. And I was like, this, this guy's a hush of a guy. This guy's uh, one of the wealthiest guys around. I'm going to go ahead. And, and I said to myself, I feel bad for the guy. He's going around and probably people are saying, the guy's zipper there. So I gave him like a half a hug. Good job, it's half a hug, whatever it was. XYZ, you know, like, oh, whatever it was. And he's like, oh, whatever it was. And he, till this day, I can ask him for any amount of money. You know what I mean? Till, no. But what's, what's my point? My point is, no, I, I, I felt. I felt, but that's what Yehuda's saying. That's what Rabbi Tzvi is saying. The greatest thing we could have from other people is to 
And not to chas v'shalom, no one's putting anyone down. I don't know. There's one person in the world who you can't see. Only one person in the whole world you can't see. That's yourself. It's the only person you can't see. And people, I speak to so many people, no, but I know, but I know, but I know, but I think, but I think, I think. That, that's not confidence. Confidence is what do you think? Confidence is I want to hear from you. I want my wife. I tell this to people all the time. Oh, I got to work on this for Yom Kippur. I got to work on this to be tshuva, tshuva. I say, if you're married, don't think about it yourself. Go over to your wife. You, if you're really chashev, you go over to your children. And you ask your children what you got to work on. You ask your wife what you got to work on. You ask the people, ask your enemy what you have to work on. Don't ask your friend what you have to work on. Obviously, a true friend will tell you what you have to work on because that's a true friend. But, that, but, you, but everyone gets what I'm saying. Hashem should help us. So Yehuda, you're not fighting anybody. That's, that's what life is about. Life is about getting in there, as Rabbi Tzvi says. Life is, about, life is about asking someone, what do I have to work on? Being open to hear from other people, being open to the criticism, to be happy that I could be criticized, to be happy that I have to work on myself. That's what life is. What? Oeva, right? One of the 48 ways is Oeva Esatochachos, correct. To love rebuke. But I think in our generation it's even more because, like Rabbi Tzvi said, there's Rabbi Noah Weinberg, uh, uh, one of his biggest Talmidim. Yes. You were standing in line in the bank back in the days when you stood in line in the bank. You left your wallet there in the post office, whatever, and, a, and, a, and you walk out, the guy comes running after you. you, you here, here, you left this. You don't say to him, hey, what? Why? Are you criticizing me? I did something wrong? You say, thank you very much. Wow. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Rabbi Simmons, beautiful. Right, when you look at it that the guy is giving you all the money in the world, he's giving you more than money. He's giving you more than money. He's giving you your life. That's what your life's about. That's what your life is about. Shem should help all of us. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, please. We love you, Rabbi Tzvi. Hashem should help all of us, as I've said, and I'll say this, Hashem, as long as many times as I can say that Hashem will help me say it, you're scared and you're worried about your future. We all worry about, as you're younger, you worry and worry about your future. 
when you get a little bit older, you start regretting your past, your past, your past, your past, your past. Either way you slice it, you can't do anything about your past, and the future is not here to worry about. The only thing you can do and the best thing you can do for your future and for your past is today. Because that's all we have, and that's what life is. Hayom, today. Hashem should help all of us. We should be Zoha, each and every one of us. We didn't do a halacha, but I think we covered a little bit of, of Lashon Hara. Hopefully this will make us not even think about anybody else. We got, I got so much to do with my, I'm so busy with what I got to do, I don't even have time to think about anybody else. I don't got time to judge anybody else. And Masil Susharim, of course, this is what life is about. Hashem will help all of us. We should be Zoha today, to do today as best as we can. To do today as best we can, because that will help you for your future, and it'll help fix your past. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you.